We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Happy Friday morning, everybody. Welcome to the Rotowire uh, NFL DFS podcast, uh, sponsored by WinBet. We appreciate you uh, jumping in here for week eight. I am Scott Jensen. As joined as always by Ryan Belongi. Did I get it right that time? Got it right. It only took three weeks. That's pretty good. That's that's quick learning for me as, a, as an old guy here. So that's that's good. Uh, Ryan, now uh, before we get into it, how are you doing this week? Oh, I'm doing good. Thanks. How are you, Scott? I'm uh, I'm all right. It's been. Uh, been a bit of a long week, but uh, hanging in there. Looking forward to uh, chatting football with you on this uh, this Friday morning. Yeah, me too. Again, um, if you wanna if you wanna join us, we're uh, we are live on uh, Facebook, YouTube, and Periscope and Squarespace slash Twitter. If you want to make some comments, let us know. Have any questions or anything like that? Uh, do uh, do that. If you want, if you can please rate and review the podcast when you do listen to us. If you haven't do it on audio or whatever you happen to do it on, that would be fantastic. Also, it goes a long way towards helping us. Help people find the podcast is a really good thing too. So we would uh, we would greatly appreciate that. Um, week eight, Ryan. I feel like we're we're halfway the season. We we blinked and here we are. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's flying by. Um, at least we get one extra week this season. It's true. Um, everybody everybody <laughs> yeah. complained about the extra week, but like DFS wise, it's just a free extra week. It's pretty nice. Yeah, for for, for DFS, it's great. But yeah, it's always crazy how fast the NFL season goes. Yeah, I feel like we wait, wait, like the last like month takes forever trying to get to games, and all of a sudden we blink and it's week eight. So let's uh, mm-hmm. let's jump in. We have a bigger slate than we do last week. Uh, we, we were past the, uh, the the craziness of the buys uh, last week. We had a lot of buys last week, um, but we only have two teams of buys this week: Baltimore, Oakland. We got twelve games on the main slate that we'll be talking about: eight early, four late. Kind of a nice, uh, nice even breakdown there. Uh, we won't be uh, discussing the the the. Uh, the the uh, primetime games uh, last night we had uh, your Packers had a nice uh, thrilling win over the uh, over the Cardinals. If the 49ers were still in the mix, I'd be very grateful for you for beating uh, finally beating them. But uh, I'm afraid that we're so far back that it may not matter. Uh, Dallas and Minnesota, really good game on Sunday night. Uh, the Giants and Kansas City on on Monday night. Interesting enough, there's only one game on the main slate over 50 point uh, total. They're all three primetime games had over 50 point total. Like all the high scoring games happen to be off the slate. So it's kind of a, an interesting way that that, that, that worked out. You don't need to see it that broken down. Yeah. Uh, it really, it, it, it sticks out this week that there, there aren't a lot of games with high totals. We, yeah. so I, I don't think there'll be as many fantasy points scored on this slate. We've been 
seeing big scores in, yeah. in cash games and tournaments. Um, there's been, been a lot of sort of easy places to, to go or, or easy targets. And this week, not so much. Um, I think it brings a lot of, uh, a lot of different things into play. Like you can, you can target some games that might uh, not be as appealing because there probably isn't the opportunity cost that there usually is. Um, so yeah, a lot of ways to attack this slate. Yeah. I mean, just a general thought on the slate before we really jump into it. I've, I found it really interesting that there's not a lot of high price guys. It's uh, there's, there's two running backs on DraftKings over 8,000 because Christian McCaffrey's not playing. He is there, but you know, you can obviously cross them off. There's only two, two receivers over, over uh, 8,000 too. I mean, one of them is Cooper cup at 9,000, but then Stefan Diggs at 8,100. You go all the way down to 7,700. It's a weird, some of that is, you know, who's off the slate. Who's not playing. Obviously Devonta Adams didn't play at all, but you know, Mahomes and Tyreek and Kelsey and, and Dak and CD lamb and Justin Jefferson, all these names are off the main slate. So I, if, when I was working through this slate, it feels to me like it's very much about you've got to nail the mid-range this week. There's not uh, – if you want to go uh, – it's a little harder to go stars and scrubs. There aren't quite as many stars. You can still do it. But uh, I feel like like nailing that mid-range is especially important this week. Yeah, definitely. Um, there aren't as many stars. And also, it doesn't seem like there's as much value uh, as we're used to seeing. There is some at running back, but um, – we don't have the cheap receivers that we've had other weeks. Uh, tight ends a little bit tougher, but there's some options. Uh, quarterback too. There's there's not as many options as usual. So I agree. I think it's, I think people are going to be uh, right down the middle for the most part with with maybe one one spend up, either you know cup or one of those running backs. But yeah, it's oh, yeah. going to be about nailing the mid range. I do too. I mean, it's funny. There's only there's one quarterback over 7,600. So it's not like there's a bunch of. I mean, there's no Mahomes. There's no. Uh, like you said there's no Dak. There's no Lamar. He's on by, and then there's no tight end over 6,300, and there's one over 5,400. Like it's a it's a weird weird week where a lot of the high price guys are off or you know not on the slate, and um, it's really interesting from a DFS perspective. There's, be, there's a ton of options in the mid range. Um, you know, it, it's hard not to get lost in those options. There's like there's like ten of them receiver that I like that are all in the middle. Um, figuring out which ones hit is going to be is going to be huge. That's what we're here to do. Yeah, definitely. Um, before we get into it, just just real quick about last week because yeah. I think it pertains to things going forward. Um, basically, all the chalk running backs busted last week. Um, the three guys that I played in cash were uh, Henderson, Chubba Hubbard, and Daryl Williams. They all scored under 10 points. Um, Derek Henry was the popular spend up. He had 16, which is basically a floor game for him. Yep. And Fournette was the other one. He, he did okay. Cause he got into the end zone, but, um, it just shows that these, these chalky guys, you know, these so-called locks or sure things. I mean, they, they bust all the time. So yep. I just, I think it illustrates, you know, just don't, don't get married to to certain players. Don't don't you know have tunnel vision on guys that you just have to play. You know the, the NFL's just just never like that, and a lot of these plays are are very close. Uh, so so don't worry if you might not be on some of the same chalk as other people, or you know you, you're not really missing out. I guess uh, is is the best way to put it. And then you know just for contests, an idea of contests for people to play. I mentioned last week that all my running backs scored under 10 points. I also didn't have Cooper Cup, but I cashed all the single entry double ups nice. $100 and below, which it, which blew my mind. I, 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 
I, I expected to lose everything. Um, if you like playing cash games, those single entry double ups are great value. Um, they're they're very soft, especially the the low stakes um, tournaments. Um, and then yeah, as far as GPPs go, um, in the lower stakes. There's some really good three max and single entry tournaments that I like to focus on. There's a $5 three max, an $8 three max, $15 three max, and then single entries in that range too. I really think that's uh, the best value uh, when it comes to GPPs. Also, if you like playing the bigger GPPs, the $3 20 max is a really good tournament. Um, basically, I just I, I like to avoid the tournaments where you can max 150 lineups. It just it put you know, you can win those, but you're at a disadvantage when you have um, all of the sharp players entering 150 lineups. Um, so I like to focus on those three max tournaments. Uh, yeah. So Yeah, that's that, that's a good call. I've actually shifted a little bit and probably some of that's talking to you. But I lastly like, last week I played four different levels of single entries and I didn't play the Millie Maker last week and I cashed and. Um, I cashed in all the single entries. I probably wouldn't. I didn't look to the to the cash line, the millimaker, but I probably wouldn't have if I did. It would have been a min cash at most. But and I, I played. Uh, I had Henderson, and I forget who my other running back was. My running backs were not very good. I think I had Fournette, um, but my receivers were really good. I had. Uh, I, I, did, I played Rogers, and I played a little bit of Burrow. The Burrow ones were really good. But I played Rogers, and he was not huge, but three touchdowns, threw one to Devontae early. I thought we were gonna get a huge Devontae blow up game, and we just didn't quite get there. But obviously, they they both worked, and the receivers were really good. So it was. Uh, it was a good day. It was a good week on DraftKings. I was I struggled on FanDuel, but it was it's weird how sometimes it works completely that way. Even though you're playing similar players, just some sometimes it doesn't uh, doesn't click on one or the other. But uh, let's jump into this slate. We've got uh, we mentioned not a ton of high totals. We do have three games over 49. I kind of moved the threshold we usually use of 50 just to get us a couple more games in here. But that's how you that's how you have to do it this week. You got to find some games that are you know not as high but still high enough where you think they could go back and forth. Um, Tennessee and Indy is 50 and a half. A uh, you know. Derrick Henry versus the world kind of thing always. But, uh, you know, Indy's coming along a little bit. Uh, had 30 points in that game against the Niners, even though it was, you know, dead uh, dead pouring and, and wind and all that. Uh, a lot of those Niners defensive backs cannot not commit pass interference, which uh, kind of killed that game. But um, we got that one. We have uh, the, the Patriots at the Chargers, a, a 49-point uh, line there. And then Tampa Bay-New Orleans, obviously a really fun game with some big names, but two good defenses too. Um, that's 49 and a half. So you got, uh, you have Brady, you have, uh, you have Camara, but uh, you've got two good defenses there too. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, I don't, I don't think we're going to have like a chalky stack or chalky stacks like we've, we've been seeing, but I, I think people will uh, start with that Titans Colts matchup. It does have the highest total and it does have players on both sides uh, that yeah. people like to roster and that are in good spots. So it just makes sense. Um I think that's a good option. And then we have uh, one, a couple bigger favorites again, like we've been seeing recently. Um, the Bills-Dolphins game and the uh, Rams-Texans game, yeah. which both the Bills and Rams have implied totals over 30. So you can definitely do some stacks in those games too. You can even stack just one side, just just the favorite side. Um in those games but yeah I'm, i know we'll get into it later but i'm excited to hear which uh which games you're targeting because you know nothing really jumps out like is like oh i really want you know i gotta play this game so i, I think there's some decisions 
Yeah, and it's funny you talk about those. Uh, you talk about those high spread games. We talked about much last week. You had three of them. You know, sometimes you're like, "Oh my god, I just want to stay away." There's going to be forty nine to nothing at halftime. And other times, and that happened last week. That happened with the the Buccaneers Bears. That happened with the Cardinals Texans. Like those games were over early, and we saw teams shut it down a little bit. Kyler Murray still had three touchdown passes, but only two hundred sixty yards. But then, then you get the Rams game. The Rams actually like were trailing the Lions for a while, and Stafford had to air it out. He had three hundred thirty five yards and three touchdowns. It's just it's hard to know. I mean, we, you know, the Vegas, uh, you know, will will give us a pretty good hit of who's going to win. But it's just it's funny. You get that Lions game. They scored. They they onside kicked early. They went for they, they had two fake punts. They really went for it and built an early lead. It made it to the Rams where kind of had to throw. It was a great situation if you played Rams. But you know, then you look at Arizona Texas and Houston. Houston had like a field goal early or whatever it was, but a little lead. But like it was over by it was over pretty quick. And it's like, well, do I do I want the passers there? So you got to figure out if you think the other team can hang in just a little bit to make your guys have to throw a ball. Yeah, definitely. That's always the the concern playing those big total games. Uh, the, the the Buccaneers uh, blew them out early, but Evans, you know, still had three touchdowns. Yeah. Godwin still had a huge game. Uh, yep. Fournette still got in the end zone. Godwin was still catching passes in the fourth quarter. Uh, yeah, which that, was, was that was weird. I, yeah, <laughs> I guess it's Tom Brady. But And you look at that game, you're like, only like 211 passing yards, but four touchdowns. You're like, oh, all right, well, that uh, that worked out then. So it's it's, uh, it's crazy how that works. But we do have some low totals, though. We've got some uh, – we had a couple really low ones. Um, we have Cincy and the Jets at 43. Obviously, that's a – that's a. I think the uh, Bengals are fair by like eight in that game on the road, which, you know, we never thought we'd see that happen you know, a couple months ago. Uh, Pittsburgh and Cleveland, uh, we talked about Pittsburgh a lot, how they've moved from a team that we uh, we like to target to a team that plays some low-scoring games. Ben has obviously not looked good. Um, Jacksonville, Seattle, another game you're like, oh, that's going to be interesting. But then, you know, Geno Smith playing. Uh, Jacksonville going into that uh, tough place to play. That's that over under is 44. And then uh, I have to admit, it's the start of the year. I never thought my 40 dollars would be in a game under 40 total, but that's where we are at the moment. Defense is playing pretty well. Um, aside from the DBs, offense is not playing well. Looked terrible last week. They're at Chicago at Justin Fields. I wish we were getting a Lance Fields game here, but we're not. We're getting Garoppolo and Fields as uh, Lance is still but banged up, and Kyle Shanahan's more stubborn than I am, which is really hard to accomplish. It's a tough. Uh, it's a tough bar to cross. Uh, that line is uh, that that over under is thirty nine and a half. Um, any of those four games, you're like, I might play some guys here. Or those kind of cross off games for you. Move on and get to the next one. Um. Yeah, I don't think I'll be stacking those games necessarily, but I think there are some plays in them. Um, your 49ers specifically, it's w- weird to see a total under 40, um, but Elijah Mitchell looks pretty good in that spot. Um, There's a big mismatch with the 49ers offensive line versus the Bears defensive line, and the Bears are dealing with some injuries there too. Um, and I also think the 49ers should just end up in – having good field position a lot of the game because of, you know, how much the bears struggle and how tough it's going to be for fields to move the ball. So yeah, I like Mitchell in that game. He's been seeing like a very high percentage uh, of the carries, even though yeah, he, when he's, when he's been healthy, he's been the guy, like you can mix around a little bit. They use some James hasty or Jim Michael hasty on third down uh, last week. But like when he's in there, he's pretty much the guy. Trey Sermon's an afterthought. Yeah, and I he you know he I was impressed with the way he ran against the Colts. Um, I can see why they're playing him. Um, would have, but yeah, would have just, been nice if they ran any plays for him in the second, third, and fourth quarters. <laughs> right. Um, Sorry, I can I can go an hour just on that game if you want me to. But I don't no, think, yeah, no, I don't think I, I don't think anybody wants that. I I understand. <laughs> um, so yeah, I like Mitchell. I think you know he has upside for a hundred yard rushing game and should have um, a few chances to get in the end zone. Um, the Cincinnati Jets game, 
I think there's some some plays there. Uh, it could be a good game for Joe Mixon yeah. if uh, you know since he should have a lead for most of the game, and you'd assume that they sort of just rely on Mixon to close it out in the second half. Um, Wild, we've gotten to the point where we're talking about the Bengals and we're talking about like too many weapons. Like it's hard to figure out which Bengal to play. Like it's uh, the NFL is a league that shifts faster than any place else. It's it's crazy at this point. Bengals look the Bengals looked legit good last week, smoking Baltimore. Bengals look awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm just I'm such a believer in Joe Burrow. I mean, I think he's already one of the best QBs in the league. He he he's going to be for a long time. It looks like assuming he can stay healthy. Um, yeah, Chase, Chase is priced up now. I, I think, you know, you can go, go there in tournaments, um, because he'll probably, he probably won't be that popular with that, just with his salary now and with that game having a low total. Um, but T Higgins looks really good too. Still cheap and 15 targets last week. Um, I, you know, I wouldn't expect them to be passing as much this week, but he should have a chance to get in the end zone. So I like T Higgins and then I'm on the jet side. I think you can take a chance on Michael Carter, 4,900. Um, he had nine targets last week and caught eight balls. Um, and the Bengals have given up the most receptions in the league to opposing running backs. Um, so if the Jets are playing from behind, um, I think Carter looks okay. Um, what about you? Uh, are there any uh, any of those lower total games that – you like yeah. players from? I actually wanted to ask you kind of a general question. When we like, we're talking about Jacksonville, Seattle, you know, obviously Seattle has these two stud wide receivers, and there's been a lot of talk about, you know, one goes off, one doesn't. What do you, how do you handle that with like their price down a little bit, but with a backup quarterback? Like, how are you just like, are you like, I just don't want to deal with Geno Smith? Obviously, DK hit the big touchdown last week, but you know, a little bit lucky. I had 85 yard touchdown, didn't do anything the rest of the game. Lockett did nothing the whole game. Do you, do you kind of automatically just move away from guys? You know, you're like, I can just play someone else with as a starting quarterback. How how quick are you cross guys off playing with a backup and, and one that clearly has been limited like Geno has? Yeah, good question. Um, when it's Geno Smith, yeah, I'm probably not even considering Metcalf yeah. and, and Lockett this week. Uh, you never want to spend a lot of salary on – receivers with bad quarterbacks at least i don't uh, i just think you know their upside is so limited it, it it's nice that the salaries have come down but you know they're not even getting many targets um and yeah yeah i think i'm just gonna cross them off like i, I understand if if people want to take a chance because they're cheaper now and because maybe people aren't gonna go there but we have a lot of receivers in the mid-range that that are actually you know appealing to play this week uh so it's not going to be seattle receivers for me i mean what what do you think i think the key is like just to expand it a little bit it's not just bad quarterbacks but it's bad slash conservative quarterbacks like i you give me a bad guy who's gonna take a bunch of risks and maybe throw some picks but also you know force it into my guy then i'm okay with that but you can tell that gino's trying to manage the game he's trying to hand the ball off pete carroll's trying to have gino not lose games like i i you watch those games you're like they took one shot to DK, and that was it. The whole game. Granted, it worked, and the, the the DB fell down and turned into a you know from a thirty yard gain to an eighty five yard touchdown. But like they are not forcing the ball downfield, they're not forcing the ball in, they're not throwing it a ton. It's just you get that combo, and I, I think I agree with you. I just think without without Wilson there, I think I just uh, I just play someone else. Right, and I agree with you. If you have a bad quarterback that's going to be you know throwing a bunch of deep balls and at least. Yeah trying to put up points yeah. then i think that's okay yeah. but yeah it old, was, old school uh, old school Jameis winston is the prime example 
exactly right right yeah um but yeah conservative gino not really taking chances <laughs> it seems like That's, uh, uh that we might have to we might have to trademark that as his nickname i like that conservative gino i think we can sell some <laughs> we can sell some t-shirts with that on there i'm, I'm in <laughs> Uh, but let's uh, let's jump into kind of who we think will be the the popular kind of cash optimal guys. But uh, first, a note from our sponsors at WinBet. There's one thing we appreciate here at RotoWire: it's making good decisions, and even more so, making the right decision. Listen up! I have an incredible offer for you with RotoWire's newest partner, WinBet, the premier digital casino and sportsbook app. WinBet is now the exclusive sponsor for RotoWire's fancy podcast. WinBet brings you all the latest action with a user-friendly interface, money line bets, boosted parlays, over unders, round robins, live betting, and so much more, all at your fingertips. Want a break from sports betting? Head into WinBet's digital casino and take a spin on roulette, double down in blackjack, slam the slots, or try your head at Baccarat. WinBet is currently available in six states, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, all while rapidly expanding. At WinBet, the possibilities are limitless. WinBet is currently offering all Roto-Wire listeners a risk-free bet up to $500 on your first wager. Download WinBet now. That's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. WinBet, the exclusive partner for Roto-Wire's fantasy podcasts. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
So Ryan, let's see. We've got uh, let's start a quarterback. Uh, you know who who you think would be popular? I kind of have like three different guys at tiers here. I think Josh Allen at the top will be pretty popular. We talked earlier. We can you can get one guy at the top if you want to. They're playing the Dolphins. He did struggle against them in week two, but been great since then. Um, Jalen Hurts kind of falls in this middle at seventy two hundred. He you know it, it's been a lot of been talked about how like the first three quarters have been rough, but he always gets there. He's over twenty points in each game so far this year. I think he's the old quarterback that's done that. He's seventy two hundred. And then if you drop all the way down, you want to get cheap. Um, I think Teddy Bridgewater at 5,400 against the Washington football team, um, a team that has given up three, two, four, four, and four passing touchdowns the last five weeks. Uh, I think those are like the three, the, the guy in each share people will go to. Um, but who do you think is a popular quarterback this week? Do you think the, it's those guys? Do you think it's someone else that jumps out to you? How are you feeling about uh, – I don't think there's going to be a, like a chalk quarterback, but who do you think is going to be in, in the mix for people? Yeah, so we're – Almost on the same page. I, right. I, I agree. I agree that there's three quarterbacks that I'd consider for cash games, at least. Um, definitely Josh Allen as the spend up. Um, Jalen Hurts, for sure. I think Hurts will be like probably the most popular option in cash games. Just like you said, he, he always gets there. And yeah. I mean, he's looked he's looked really bad as far as just like being an NFL quarterback, but he's great at scoring fantasy points. And do you, do you worry that at against Detroit, if they get a lead, that we don't get that like, you know, chaotic last 20 minutes of him trying to catch up? Yeah, um, a little bit, but but not enough to take but, me but, off of him. But, um, but it's, it's Detroit too, so that you have to factor that in. Like they're, they're terrible on defense. Yeah, and, you know, with – I'm just checking here. I think Miles Sanders is going to be out. So yeah, I mean, I it, just, it puts a little, a little bit more um, on Hertz's shoulders, which you know sort of would push me over the edge if I was worried about the game script at all. But yeah, it's just it's a it's a good spot for for Philadelphia against Detroit. So I think Hertz is is yeah. probably where I'm going to go in cash. And then um, I guess there, yeah, I thought there was a cheaper option too. Um, uh, for who's me, yours? For me, it was Carson Wentz. Okay. Um, I don't know. You know, that game has the highest total, and uh, Wentz has been playing well. Um, home game. Yeah, I don't know. I, I understand Bridgewater, too. Um, you know, we could, I guess, split hairs with, with which is the best option down here. Yeah, I think I think the key is there. There's two options, both under six thousand, that you can you can play and get there with. I mean, I thought a Bridgewater was matchup plus price, but you you get that with you get that with Wentz also, and you get a probably a better uh, a better comeback on the game script with uh, with Tennessee against Wentz. And you're right, Wentz has been he's been better the last uh, last few weeks. Uh, he wasn't great last week, but I think he kind of tossed that out against the Niners. I mean, the game was raining. He still still threw two touchdowns. Um, I think I lean Bridgewater a little bit, but that, like I said, I wouldn't argue really hard against uh, for either guy in that range. I think they're pretty close. Yeah, you know, I, ha- I, w- I haven't been excited about Denver's passing game, um, but with with Judy coming back, I think Judy's going to be back, right? That that yes, that yeah. helps. Um, and like you said, yeah, Washington Washington's been bad against the pass, um, at least from a fantasy perspective. Somehow their D line still ranks as one of the top in the league, um, but I don't know that. That necessarily um, does anything to, to to Bridgewater as far as his 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 fantasy outlook. Um, it, it might even make them pass the ball more. Um, but yeah, so either either of those guys, I guess it's personal preference. Yeah, and we'll get more into quarterbacks. We talk about some some tournament stacks and stuff. But what about uh, what about running back? I think that the the guy that everybody will bold. You already mentioned him as a as a bust last week again is Darrell Henderson. 
6,500 this week. Uh, you know, obviously price didn't go up. He, he was very quiet last week. Did have six targets, but he's only 15 for 45 um, against uh, against the Lions. They're at Houston this week, and Houston literally cannot stop the run. It's them and the Chargers. They have a they're brutal. Uh, they're 5.2 yards per carry against running backs. Uh, the Rams are weird last week. They had 12 red zone plays, and they threw the ball 11 times. Like, they didn't run the ball at all in the red zone. So while we didn't get a ton from Henderson, we also didn't get that red zone carry that we were, we were hoping to get. You know, we want a couple shots at the goal line there. Uh, how do you? How are you generally with, like, can you can you go ahead and forget last week really easily? Do you hold a grudge against Darrell Henderson? Uh, where are you? Uh, where are you this week? Because I think he, I think he finds uh, finds himself on the chalk list again this week. Um. Yep. I. Um. I totally agree with you. Um. I'll go right back to Henderson. Yeah, that was unfortunate that he busted last week, but it's just a great spot. Like you said, I think Texans one of the worst run defenses in the league. Yeah. One of the worst D, D lines in the league. I think 29th ranked and and uh, the Rams have a really good offensive line too. Um, yeah, it just seems like, you know, we thought they'd have a lead last week and be comfortable against Detroit. And that's almost for sure to happen this week against Houston. Um, it was nice to see Henderson on the field for almost all the, the plays. I think uh, Sony Michelle had seven or eight snaps only. Um, yeah. So, yeah, and Henderson's uh, price is the same. So, yeah, I agree with you. I think that's he's probably my first running back in for cash games. I think there's. I think there's about 10 running backs you could play in cash yeah, on the slate. Um, I guess starting at the top, um, Henry and Kamara are fine options, um, but I don't think I'll spend up at, at running back this week. I'd If I'm going to spend up, I'd rather play Cooper Cup, just okay. probably. Um, and just be, because there's a lot of options at running back. Like, you know, you could play Joe Mixon, we mentioned, in a great spot. Um, Fournette still looks good. Uh, just like last week, um, Elijah Mitchell, cheap, 5,400. Um, some people are talking about uh, Kenneth Gainwell for 5K. Uh, he, he's he's okay, too. And, you know, even guys like James Robinson and, and DeAndre Swift, um, they, they're sort of all similar plays. Uh, even Chubba Hubbard, that's somewhere where I don't know if I'll go back to that. That was pretty brutal, but but I understand it. So I think there's a there's a lot of guys you could go to in cash games. Do you I mean, who, who stands out to you after Henderson? So Henderson definitely stands out. And I have all that mid range to talk about a little bit later. But like, it's a big mid range. I want to ask you, like the guy that is interesting to me and I can't quite figure it out is, is 6200 is Cordero Patterson. They're they're playing Carolina. Um, you talk about like he was he was like kind of getting some carries and still involved in the passing game. He played 73% of the snaps last week. Mike Davis had one fantasy point. Like it is. And after the game, they're like, oh, you know, just kind of the way it worked out. But like, it's a, it was a clear shift last week that they want to get the ball in Patterson's hands. He would had 14 carries, 60 yards rushing and a touchdown. He also had five targets. Like if you're going to be involved that much 6,200 on an offense that, uh, you know, should Carolina's a tougher matchup for them this week than they had last week. But um, what do you do with Patterson? I feel like the upside is big, but I feel like the floor is there is no floor. Like he could have, it wouldn't shock anybody if, you know, Mike Davis had a bunch of carries and Patterson had six. So it's just, how do you even handle someone like that? I, I, I guess your answer would probably be you play him in tournaments, and not in cash games, but how do you feel about Patterson? Right. You said it. Yeah. I think you, you play him in tournaments, not cash games. I I'm with you. I like Patterson. I think more than most um, he's, he just has a lot of upside, you know, they, they yeah. use him in every way and he scores a lot of touchdowns. They use him near the goal line. Um, yeah. He's been catching a bunch of passes. You know, it's, it's crazy that 
Cordero Patterson is just in the <laughs> 6K range now as a running back, and we're kind of just okay with it. But, yeah, I understand it. I think he's a good tournament play. Um, but I think, yeah, just probably – a bit too risky for cash games. Yeah, I think that I think that makes a lot of sense. We talk about it like that. You don't obviously always get a cut and dry guy like that. Like you can really use him in one and not the other. And he's kind of that guy because, like I said, the floor is just not there. But uh, real quick at the top before we hit some popular receivers, Derrick Henry's 8,900. We talked about him. You talked about him and Kamara. Um, Henry was finally a little bit quiet last week. 29 carries, though. He had only had 86 yards. Didn't, he wasn't super effective or efficient. Did throw a touchdown pass that helped his uh, stat line a little bit. But like we talked about how he was quiet and kind of busted. He had 31 touches. Like it's crazy. Like in there, they're at Indy this week. Indy's been good against the run, but I'm not sure that matters that much with Henry. I mean, the key with Henry is they are going to feed him. No matter what the situation is, it is very clear that with, with them that they are going to give him the ball a ton. And when you get someone that dangerous with the ball 30 times a game, you know, is there so many ways for him to get there? Yeah, man. It, it's crazy to just see 30 touches every game. Every like, game. I, it, it's crazy. I, I keep, you know, waiting for that to fall at least a little bit sometimes, but, but it hasn't. I mean, if, if you're going to tell me that he's going to get 30 touches again against Indy. Yeah. I, I, I still like Henry. I mean, he has huge upside. Um, like I, I said, I probably wasn't going to go there, but, but I get it. Like you can't ignore those 30 plus touches. I mean, I don't know what else to say. He's like, he's the best, he's the best running back in football um he's expensive i don't know like where do you fall on henry this week i mean i think that the point you made on him versus cup is is really key because it, it probably is either or right like cups 9000 henry's 8900 um this week i go henry i know you uh, said you go cup i just i'm gonna have to at some point play the the rams are a big favorite not gonna throw the ball second half card I, it didn't work last week because the lions got up in that game with some weird stuff but um, i think for this week i think uh you've got tennessee indy high total should be a should be a close game is what we're anticipating you know low spread uh, i think that henry's super involved i think an interesting way to go in that theory is you flip the script you go you stack tennessee quarterback and receiver like that's really playable too if you don't want to go henry but if i'm picking a top guy this week uh, it's definitely henry over camara for me you know like camara was huge out of the backfield last week but i'm just not going to play him against tampa bay i know that he may catch 10 passes again it's probably the smartest thing to do if, if peyton wants to game plan that but like you're probably not going to run against Hammond Bay. You're not going to get you just you just kind of cross that off, and you hope for the you hope for eight catches. And that's always tough to do. So of the top uh, of the Henry Camara Cup kind of same price range guys, um, I don't know if I'm going to go one. I may go super balanced this week, but if I do go one, it's going to be Henry for me. Yeah, and yeah, good point at the end. I, I don't think it's mandatory to play no. one of those three. Like you said, you can make good good balanced lineups this week. Um. Yeah, I, 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 if you want, you can, but I guess I, I don't really have much to add to that. What yeah. I will say is um, I think I like Kamara a bit more than most this week just okay. because I think, yeah, people aren't going to want to roster him when he's priced that closely to Henry and also, you know, in a tough matchup. And also um, he's going to be a popular play on FanDuel because there's a big – there's a big price difference there between him and Henry. And sometimes when that's the case, people will choose not to play him on DraftKings as sort of a little bit of a hedge. Um, I like him more than most because New Orleans just doesn't have anybody. And I, I think he's like, he's almost, he's guaranteed double digit targets again. I mean, Sean Payton 
and I forget the offensive coordinator's name. They're they're usually smart with what they do. And New Orleans has been uh, has been playing faster than at the start of the season. At the start of the season, I wasn't I was avoiding New Orleans because they just played so slow. Um, but I kind of like Kamara in this spot. I mean, if he's going to catch ten balls again, um, oh yeah, he, you know, the, for them to stay in the game with Tampa Bay, he's going to have to have a big game. I don't know if they can do that, but um, I'm going to take some chances on him in tournaments. That's that's a really good point on Fanduel. He's the sixth highest running back at Fanduel. That's that's pretty crazy. And he's twenty one hundred dollars less than Derrick Henry. There. That's uh, yeah. That's a really good point. I think that uh, that price difference is a. I mean, he's two hundred dollars difference on DraftKings. So that's like pretty much nothing. You pretty much play who you want there. But yeah, uh, yeah with twenty hundred dollars difference, you could do a lot with twenty hundred bucks in other spots. Definitely. So yeah, I think that leads to people playing him over Henry on on Fanduel, and then the opposite on DraftKings. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, so what about receiver? I think we've we talked about Cup. You know, he's nine thousand, just an insane start to the season. He had thirteen more targets last week, ten for one fifty six, two touchdowns. Granted, this game script could get out of hand, but you know maybe they get out of hand because Cooper they're feeding Cooper Cup. His double digit targets all seven weeks. This is a insane level of breakout for a guy that was always already really good. I mean, this is he has ninety plus yards in six or seven games. It's it's just, it's been an unreal start to the season. We have him at nine thousand, and then you jump down. You mentioned Jamar Chase, seventy five hundred. I think that uh, you, you kind of thought that he's not going to be that popular. I just wonder coming off that two hundred yard game on ten targets, everybody's going to be talking about him. But you're right, that's a, it's a kind of a low total game script kind of thing too. Yeah, I could be wrong. Maybe maybe he will be popular. Yep, he is a guy that people like to play. And coming off that huge game, yeah. people look at that and see a matchup against the Jets. So, yeah, people will roster him. Um, yeah, Cup, I mean, we've already said it. He's he's the same as Devontae Adams now. Like, they, they, they use him the same way. He's just a div- in a different class um, yeah. of these receivers. Definitely, you know, I, I worry about these matchups, but like I've it's really cost me fading cup the last two weeks in similar matchups. Yeah. Um, you know, like you said, if if the Rams blow them out, there's a good chance that cup is the reason why. Yeah. Um, is, also, um, is, is Chris Godwin the, the most popular receiver this week at 6400? Yeah, good shout. I think he should be. Yeah, I really like Godwin. Uh, we mentioned last week when he was 5,900 that it was just way too cheap. And with yep. Antonio Brown out, 6,400 is just way too cheap still. Uh, so, yeah, for, for cash games, Godwin, I think, is the first receiver in my lineup. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think you'd be alone with that one. I mean, that one sticks out pretty good. We do have a lot of mid-range receivers we're going to talk about here in a little bit, but uh, I think he kind of he jumps out as like a guy who's a stud with a stud quarterback in a game that uh, you know is a pretty a decently high total for this slate. Um, he pretty much stick when you, when, you, when you scroll and you're like, oh, where's God? When you keep scrolling, you're like, yeah, that's pretty much a, a, a slam dunk there. Do you think that Gronk being back affects him a bunch? I mean, I know they like to throw like Gronk in the red zone, but I think that with Brown out, it's just it's it's kind of a kind of the way to go. Yeah, I think it, you know, it might um, affect just like his touchdown equity just a little bit because we know Brady loves to get Gronk touchdowns and especially coming back from the injury. You figure once down in the red zone or, you know, at least once he's going to be looking for for Gronk. Um, So, yeah, but but otherwise I wouldn't worry about it. Um, Anthony or Antonio Brown being out just frees up. Yeah. uh, enough targets and usage where he's yeah. still going to be a great play. I mean, 
Mike Evans had three touchdowns last week, but Godwin still had 11 targets. So it's not like they, they just kind of both did really well. And Godwin uh, got in the he had what eight for 111. But uh, yeah, I think it, we talked last week about like Antonio Brown, like Brady was really looking to him, focusing on him. He's getting a ton of action. But if he wasn't in, you got to move elsewhere and he's not in again. So I think that's, uh, I think as we see some lineups come out, I think Godwin will be in a lot of people's lineups. But let's get into some of those, uh, those tournament, uh, tournament lineups. Uh, but first, a note from our sponsors at Yahoo DFS. The new NFL season is underway, and Yahoo is excited to kick off daily fantasy football. There will be a ton of big prize contests throughout the season, including their multi-entry contest now being shark-free. To celebrate the beginning of football season, I guess we're in the middle of football season now, and Yahoo daily fantasy becoming shark-free, Yahoo is giving all users the opportunity to claim a, a free contest entry credit of $10. Users can take advantage of the free $10 contest entry credit offer to join one of Yahoo's biggest contests. In addition to free credit, Yahoo has a $1 million DFS contest that is now live. The $1 million contest features a $1 million in total prizes, including first place receiving $100,000 and entry into the first ever Yahoo Fantasy Football Championship Live Event Finals, which will occur at MGM National Harbor in Maryland this December. Play daily fantasy football on Yahoo this season. Visit sports.yahoo.com slash daily fantasy slash welcome to claim the free $10 offer to get started. So what about, uh, what about uh, you know, quarterback receiver? We kind of start our lineups with these stacks. Who do you want to play together? Um, there's a lot of options this week, but I think you said earlier there's not one that, like, everybody's going to go to. There's not even one or two that are going to go to. I think there's a lot of a lot of choices, a lot of options. We've talked about some of them so far. Um, I want to start with Josh Allen. You mentioned Josh Allen at the top, kind of the expensive guy. Um, are you looking to stack Allen and Diggs this week? Is that too expensive? Uh, where do you uh, where do you fall in stacks this week? Yeah, um Glad that you started there. Um, I yes, I am going to stack Josh Allen and Diggs. Uh, I, I really like Diggs for tournaments this week. Uh, we haven't seen like a a huge explosion game from from Diggs. Um, like you feel, you feel like it's coming though. You feel like it's coming though, right? You feel like it's coming, yeah. And the Bills, um, they just like to put it on teams. They, they'll just keep scoring. Um, they they beat Miami thirty five nothing in week two. Um, I think coming off a bye, I'd expect that I expect them to look good. I expect them to put up a lot of points. And you mentioned, yeah, that that stack is expensive, which might keep some people away. Um, but yeah, I love rostering Allen with Diggs and another. I think you can throw another Bills uh, pass catcher in there because when you pay, you know, eight one for a QB, you're looking for him to throw four or five touchdowns. So they're not all going to go to Diggs. Um, so, yeah, I think you pair him with Emmanuel Sanders, uh, Cole Beasley, and then also uh, they have Dawson Knox out. So you can yeah. use 2,900 Tommy Sweeney uh, if you want to as well, who got in the end zone last week. Um, really like Bill's stacks. Um, I don't you don't have to run it back with Dolphins, but but there are options, you know, especially yeah. if, if Devontae Parker's out again. Love Waddle, love Gasicki. Um, I like Gasicki no matter what. Um, so yeah, I am that that is one of the games I'm targeting. Uh, what about you, Scott? What uh, yeah. what are you looking at? I like that one too, and I think that you can like you said you can come back with Waddle or Gasecki, and they're both. And it seems like Miami's uh, opening up a little more too. Like Tua threw the ball pretty well last week. He still makes some like mistakes. Where you're like, what are you doing there? But like they're they're active, they're involved, they're throwing the ball, they're not sitting on it, which is which is what you exactly what you want in stack. You need you want Miami to score you know, 17, 21 points in that game for your, for your Bills stack. But I do like that one a lot. I think you can play, I think you play Brady with Godwin. I think the key with that is that 
I, Tampa Bay's smart enough where they realize that New Orleans is great against the run, and Brady will be like, screw it, I'm just going to throw the ball 50 times. So, like, I think that the game plan works in there. Even if they get up, I think game plan really helps there because they're not going to – I don't think they're going to run – they're going to force the run if it's not there. Where some teams are so stubborn, they're like, I'm going to run it just to establish it. Kyle Shanahan. Um, but you get Tom Brady that yeah, – he doesn't care. Like, if they, they'll just like, okay, we'll just do something different. Then. They did it against the Rams – I think it's the whatever that one of those games like early on, but um, someone else. There was someone that was like same point where you're not going to run against his team. Go ahead and throw the ball. Um, the one that I like that nobody's talking about this week. Um, I like Justin Herbert this week at 7300 with Keenan Allen at 6500. Um, you can run that back with Jacoby Myers who is involved but never scores a touchdown. You can run it back. You could like you could think about running it back with Damian Harris against the the worst running uh, you know defense in the league. The, the Chargers are really bad running the ball, but. Um, you know, New England was good last week against the Jets, but like that's the Jets and they can't pass the ball. You know, Dak had 445 and three touchdowns week six. Davis Mills, of all people, had 312 and three against New England in week five. They're off a terrible game. I think they've been stewing on that, on that game two weeks ago against Baltimore for a while. They had a bye last week. Um, I think nobody's really talking about Herbert this week. I love stacking him with Allen and kind of uh, kind of getting super aggressive there and hope that they figured out whatever happened in week six. It's kind of a fluke game and they're back to their week one through five offense. Yeah, you said you said it perfectly. No one's really talking about yeah. Herbert and that and that Chargers stack. I think it makes a lot of sense. Like you said too, pe- people don't like to play uh, Damian Harris, but uh, he makes a lot of sense as a run back with the Chargers run defense being so bad. So um, and then tight end sort of a weird position this week. So you can add Jared Cook in your stacks too. He actually looks yep. like one of the you know better cheap plays at tight end. Uh, yeah, I think that's a really good call. Do you uh, do you go with Allen if you do that? Do you bump up twelve hundred dollars to Mike Williams? How do you feel about which receiver to pick there between the two? Um, I, I I lean towards saving the money and hoping it works out. And Allen still gets a lot of targets. I know Mike Williams had the big blow up games, but I I just I save the money there, and I think I can. I think they're close enough where I could use it elsewhere. Yeah, I lean towards Allen as well. Um, you know, it's been real, I've rostered him on a lot of these weeks where he just you know, catches seven or eight balls for 40 yards or 50 yards or he's got to have a big game sooner or later. And he, and he will get in the end zone, you know, at some point too. Um, Yeah. I I'd go Allen, just more targets uh, and you save 1200. I agree. And that Baltimore game is weird. I know he had five targets, but they were just like out of sync in that game. He had 12, 11, and nine threes before that. So still heavily, heavily involved. Um, what about on the on the sneakier side? Any other stacks you've uh, you like that uh, maybe people aren't talking about, people aren't playing? Hmm. Yeah, on the sneakier side. You know, how, I, how do you feel about that Titan? We run up the Titans one with Henry. Do you do you like uh you like Tannehill and, and AJ Brown this week? Indy's Indy's really bad against the pass. Yeah, I I agree with what you said. I, I think Tannehill and AJ Brown, I'd be okay with. Um, AJ Brown looks awesome right now. I yeah, he really he does. Um, it was it was actually it was unfortunate that they blew Kansas City out because Brown was going to have a huge just, game. Just, only, the, the words we thought we'd never be saying, right? It's unbelievable. Yeah, I yeah. think I think he only caught one ball in the second half. You know, they they didn't have to throw, but yeah, I, I like that. You know, I, I def, I'm definitely piggybacking on your um, Brady and Tampa Bay call. I even I think I think that'll be overlooked too. Amazing. And for, for, for all the reasons you said, it it just makes so much sense. You know, Brady's on an MVP mission, and they're going to have to throw the ball against a, a good run defense. Um, you meant you mentioned Wentz earlier. Do you you stack him with Pittman? Is that was uh, I mean kind of the the one guy there that it seems to be pretty heavily uh, heavily focused on. Yeah, so I I like 
just a little skinny stack of Wentz, Pittman, and then either AJ Brown or Henry. It just makes a lot of sense. You know, if you're going to play AJ or if you're going to play Henry and, you know, you want him to, you know, score three touchdowns and have a big game. So Wentz is going to have to, uh, you know, keep Indy in it. And yeah. Pittman's looks great. And the, the salaries are cheap on both Wentz and Pittman. Um, but I also think so you, you could, could, you, run- could you, you could play Henry. That's a good point. Yeah. And yeah, and you can also run that back with AJ Brown. Like, just great options in that game. So I I yeah. do like. Uh, yeah, I will have some Wentz exposure. Um, there's a game I'll mention. Maybe you can talk about it a little. I'm not really on it, but I totally understand it. I think there's plays from both sides, and that's um, Atlanta, Carolina. What do you th- What do you think? What do you think about that game? Weird, weird game, right? Like you just like you, you, you kind of think you think Atlanta Carolina think a lot of points. Um, yeah, I just uh, I never like to stack Matt Ryan. Like he's just I think it's out of I think I'm just scarred. Like I, I think that's a bad way to play. But I think he's like he's like I've timed him so badly so many times. But yeah, I think that uh, I think you could do that. I'm like I'm not touching a Sam Darnold stack at all anyway. I'll play DJ Moore by himself in some lineups. Maybe I mean he's still expensive enough where I don't think anybody's going to be on him just because it's he's expensive and you've got Sam Darnold who looks horrible last week. He's actually got benched last week. Um, and Robbie Anderson's going to get 10 targets for five, you know, you know, three catches for eight yards. And I don't think I want to play that either. He's cheap, but um, yeah, I think that, I think what I'll do in that game more than anything is I will play either Pitts or Calvin Ridley. Um, I like Ridley by himself. He's 6,600. I think that I think it, it kind of what you mentioned with the Stefan Diggs stuff, not quite as much, but I think there's like, he's due for that big game. He's still getting a lot of targets just like a weird, like a lot of underneath targets are using him in a weird way. Cause they're using Cal Pitts kind of over the top I and mean, Pitts look really good the last couple of weeks. I don't think I'm going to spend up enough at tight end to play Pitts, but I think I will have Ridley. He's kind of the, kind of the guy in that game. I play, you go, you go Chuba Hubbard. You mentioned last week, it was a little scary. They're not, he's, he's like, he's heavily involved, but Carolina's just not running the ball well. And I just, it scares me a little bit, but uh, so yeah, out of that game, I think, I think Ridley's gonna be my most popular play. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm with you on, I don't like rostering Matt Ryan either. Uh, I've yeah. definitely been scarred from him. What I will say is he has multiple touchdown passes in five straight games. He's yep. thrown for over 303 of them and he's put up at least 22 fantasy points in four or five. So the, the numbers are still pretty good. Um, it's definitely puzzling. Rid, Ridley's production has been a little bit puzzling. Yeah, yes. I agree with you. And then, you know, Sort of for the reason you said where um, you might not find yourself spending up at tight end and getting to Kyle Pitts, I think that makes him a good tournament play. There's just a really good chance that he ends up as the top scoring tight end. Um, and then, yeah, I won't be playing Sam Darnold on the other side, but but I th- I think, yeah, like you said, Robbie Anderson, I guess, if you're, if you're a Robbie Anderson believer – um, yeah, I mean, if you want to, if you want to play the targets at a low money, usually like targets at, at under five thousand receiver, I am all over that. I just, uh, I don't know. I did it two weeks ago. It was so gross to watch. He got the late, the late touchdown. We kind of saved it, but uh, it's just been, it's been rough. And Darnold, like, uh, you know, you got to figure that he's like two, three bad series away from going to PJ Walker, which might not be terrible. PJ Walker has a cannon. He came in last week and like had a, had a, had a dart to DJ Moore and it's like first stone. I'm like, oh, here we go. Let's go time DJ Moore time. But like. I don't know. It's just uh, that offense is kind of a mess right now. Yeah. Um, and then just one one other one that's going to be sneaky. I don't really think anyone's going to play Joe Burrow this week. No, I wouldn't stack that game. Uh, 
you know, fully because it's pretty unappealing and has a low total, but you can skinny, skinny stack that game with Burrow and either, either Chase or Higgins. And I would run it back with the cheap running back, Michael Carter, or you could also run it back with um, Corey Davis. Um, just no one's really going to do that. And, you know, people are going to play Joe Mixon, but if, you know, all four of the touchdowns go to Burrow instead of Mixon, you know, that's, that's, that's possible. So yeah. I think uh, that stack is in play as one that would be less popular. Yeah. The Carter point is interesting. Cause if you figure that you play the Cincy stack to get, you know, score early, then Carter catches a bunch of balls out of the backfield. It kind of works. Like it was somebody last week, it was with Deandre Swift. I think it was with the Rams. We're like, well, if they, you know, he's, he's the one running back where you're, you're okay if they get behind by 17 points, cause they're going to just dump it off to him a ton. So I can see that working with Carter. I do want to get into mid-range running backs. I think there's a lot, but I, before we get there, there's four guys in the seven thousands that I think are just. I, I want to. I just want to know quick if you have a, a strong feeling. We got Austin Eckler seventy nine hundred, Najee Harris at seventy five hundred on DraftKings. Uh, he's really expensive. He's nine thousand on FanDuel. Uh, DeAndre Swift we just mentioned is seventy one hundred on DraftKings. Jonathan Taylor seventy two hundred in that uh, Indy Tennessee game. We talked about kind of passing there, and Henry we haven't talked about Taylor uh, before. I get in the mid-range guys in the sixes who I think are really important. Are there any of these four guys in the sevens? you kind of find yourself moving towards more than the others. Yeah. Um, so I really liked Austin Eckler until he popped up with this questionable tag for yeah. missing practice yesterday. Um, I'll still like Eckler uh, if he's active. Sometimes I, I, I like to play these guys sometimes with questionable tags because, you know, people are so afraid of doing it. Um, but you know, I think he's in a price range too, where people are going to like have, they're going to like go up or they're going to go down. I don't see a lot of people playing him at 7,900. Yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah, where, where he's priced, people will decide either to go up or to go yeah. down. So I like that. Um, I'm going to be off Najee Harris just because it's such a mismatch in that game between the Browns uh, defensive line and the Steelers offensive line. Now, that's probably good for Harris to catch some passes. But, yeah, it's just it's not a good matchup for the Steelers. Um, I like DeAndre Swift. Yeah, definitely like DeAndre Swift. Um, I think... You know, we, we keep talking about all the passes he catches. It's unbelievable. Eight catches on 10 targets last week. And, you know, he runs the ball, too. And matchup against Philly is actually pretty good for Detroit just because, you know, Philly's offense isn't very good a lot of times. And Detroit should end up in some favorable spots throughout the game. So, yeah, I like DeAndre Swift. Jonathan Taylor's on fire right now. Uh, I think he's actually my favorite in this group. Over 100 total yards each of the last four games, six touchdowns. Tennessee is uh, 27th in yards per carry, allowed at 4.7. Um, it's a little frustrating with Taylor. Every once in a while, you're like, are they going to give him the ball and give him the ball and give him the ball and finally gets there? I think he's just so – he's just a boom guy too. Like I, I love the combo of him being really good, but also a guy that can hit a 60-yarder. So um, I think Taylor's actually my favorite in this range at 7,200. I, I see the Swift and Eckler, uh, Eckler thoughts too. Um, I think if I'm going somewhere, I don't know if I am. I might get down to the 6,000. There's a lot of options I like in there. But uh, for me, it's Taylor in a game that has a high total that I think you know, it could be back and forth. And I think that Taylor can catch the ball too. And they seem to be leaning towards him a little bit more the last three weeks versus the first three weeks of the season. It seems like there's a little less Naheem Hines and, and more kind of leaning on JT. Yeah, um, and I don't mean to overlook Taylor. I, no, there's a lot, he, a lot of guys to talk about, yeah. He definitely might yeah, he could be the best option in that range. Um, you you said it. He's been crushing uh, 20 plus fantasy points in four straight, kept been catching more passes. And Marlon Mack, like, didn't see the field last game after he had been involved uh, yeah. in the weeks before. Yeah, definitely like Taylor.
So this uh, this mid range, uh, we talked about Joe Mixon. You know, really good game script against the Jets. Uh, he was only twelve fifty nine last week, but they they threw the ball a ton against Baltimore. Burrow had over four hundred yards. Uh, great game script here. The Jets have allowed eleven touchdowns to running backs. Um, I like James Robinson here, sixty six hundred. He's just he's he's like really super involved the last four weeks. Like the the first couple of weeks were weird. Urban Meyer hadn't figured it out, but you know Robinson's been really good. Uh, Seattle is thirty first in yards allowed to opposing running backs. Five running backs have over eighty rush yards on them already this season. Um, Kamara had one hundred eighty total yards last week. I really like James Robinson, sixty six hundred a game that I think. Um, I don't know how high it's going to be, but I think it'll be close. I think Robinson's going to be heavily involved. We mentioned Damian Harris. The Chargers uh, can't stop the run right now. You worry a little bit about game script there, and he is a bit of a game script guy. If they get behind, they don't really lean on him. But um, you mentioned Chuba Hubbard at 6,000. Who's your favorite guy in this range? Hmm. Yeah, this, this is a tough range. Um, you know, I mean, I know the answer is Darrell Henderson, but we're kind of taking him yes, out of this because yes. he's obviously there. But like, you like Mixon, he's, you like Robinson, do you like Harris? How do you feel about those guys? Uh, besides yeah. Henderson, yeah. I think I, I'm on the same page as you. My top two would be Mixon and James Robinson. Yeah. Um, you mentioned uh, the, a, a tough matchup for Fournette against that Saints de- running defense. So let's just forget about him. And then, yeah, Robinson. Robinson's looked good. And that's probably a better matchup than people might realize against a Geno Smith-led team. So, yeah, I really, really like James Robinson. And then, yeah, Mixon. It's just a really good matchup. He has upside for an for a hundred yard rushing game and and multiple TDs. So I think those are the two that I would be on. Talk to me about the cheap running backs. We've got uh, you mentioned Eli Mitchell at fifty four hundred. He had eighteen for a buck oh seven against Indy last week with a touchdown. Um, I think he had a touchdown. He had the touchdown. I think he did. Um, you, got, you, met, you mentioned Kenneth Gainwell quickly at the top. He's five thousand. Miles Sanders is not going to play. Um, Gainwell and Boston Scott kind of split duty last week after Sanders left. Um, Boston Scott seemed to be the carry guy. He had seven carries. Uh, Gainwell had five, but Gainwell had eight targets last week. Like, I'd love to see that with Hurts. Uh, he was four for 41 in a touchdown, catching the ball, eight targets. Um, if I'm going somewhere here, for me, it's Gainwell over Scott, just based on that target usage. He's 5,000. Uh, we have David Johnson is 4,200. Uh, Mark Ingram traded this week. I don't think I can ever go back to David Johnson, but he had six targets last week. If you fully wanted to punt at 4,200, you know, could be a nice PPR floor guy. Um, if they get way behind the Rams, they dump it off to him, you know, six or seven times. Um, I think you're leaning towards Mitchell, but where are you in this range? Yeah, I, I'm pretty much on the same page as you. I am. I'm leaning towards Mitchell. Mitchell. I, I just, I think it's going to be a really good game environment for him against uh a, a not great defensive line who are missing some some key players um no I, nobody has talked about Khalil Herbert this week um no. I think he's okay though I mean it was re- nice to see him catch five balls last week it was nice to see uh Damian Harris or Damian Williams barely involved and he also uh, pulled off the rare feat of rushing for over a hundred against the the vaunted uh Buccaneers run defense so I don't mind I don't mind if you want to go to Herbert. I can even understand if you if you like him more than Mitchell. I I slightly prefer Mitchell, um, but yeah, I, I like Gainwell. I there is some concerns there, like you said. He he may not you know just jump in and see a bunch of carries. You yeah. know, Neil Sanders wasn't seeing carries, and Gainwell isn't really that type of running back, anyways. But Boston Scott might get more of the running work, but I do like Gainwell more. Yeah, those. Eight targets are nice to see. It is yeah, it is a me, plus matchup. You give me eight targets at 5K, and I could probably make that work. Absolutely, yeah. So um, definitely 
Yeah, I definitely like Gainwell this week. And I've mentioned Michael Carter a couple times. I think he's sneaky for 4,500. Um, just let me check real quick. Um, if I, I would if play Kevin Carter, Coleman, I'd, play, I'd play Carter over, over David Johnson for sure, by the way. Yeah. And I know Tevin Coleman has a questionable tag here, but if he's out again, then yeah, I really like uh, Michael Carter. Tevin um, Coleman, uh, you know, funny enough, is also really bad at football. So there's that. <laughs> yeah, good, good point. Uh, um, someone, someone in the chat asked us, "So what site do you guys play on DraftKings, FanDuel?" Uh, I play a lot on both, actually. Um, I play a little bit of Yahoo DFS, also. It's one of our sponsors. We thank them for that. I do play there, also. Uh, do you have a Do you have a site you play primarily, or are you kind of split it also? Yeah, so I I used to be split uh, DraftKings and FanDuel, but the last two years I lived in London and you can't play yeah. FanDuel there. So I I had, I've been exclusively playing on DraftKings and it's kind of just continued over since I got back to the States. So yeah, I mostly play on DraftKings. Did you go to any of the London NFL games while you were there? Oh, I, it, it's disappointing. I, I didn't and uh, I actually had tickets for this one just a couple weeks ago, but it was right just a, a few days after I flew back to the States. So no, uh, I didn't I get a chance to, um, but also those London games, I think they're, they've been like the worst, they, they just put the worst two teams uh, in those yeah. matchups. Do I, but yeah, go, do I want to pay to go watch Jacksonville play the Jets? So yeah, maybe not. I, I do think it'd be cool to, to see a game at Wembley though. So yeah. I, I do plan on doing that when I go back. Um, someone asked in the chat, would you start, we're going to get to mid-range receivers in one second. We'll probably answer this, but would you start Emmanuel Sanders, Chase Claypool or Sterling Shepard? If you had to pick one of the two, one of the three. Yeah. Is wait, is Sterling Shepard? They're not on this slate, are they? They are not on the slate. Just for for fantasy football. Yeah. I don't know. I I go, I I, I go Claypool and uh, I think I like the targets with no juju. I think I I love Sterling Shepard as a player, but if those three, I'd probably just go Claypool and move on. Yeah, I think you're probably the better guy for this, but I, I think I'd agree with you. Yeah. So uh, before we jump into uh, the receivers here, we want to hit the mid-range here real quick. Uh, note from our sponsors at Thrive. Thrive is back for another season of fantasy football, and they're running huge guaranteed contests each week this NFL season. With Thrive Fantasy, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on only the top-tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. Sign up today and get a free six-month RotoWire subscription. Here's how you do that. Uh, number one, go to rotowire.com slash thrive. Secondly, deposit a minimum of $10 and receive a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. And then three, play in your first pri- first paid contest on Thrive. You'll automatically receive a free six-month RotoWire subscription. So uh, we talked about the expensive receivers. Uh, what are you doing kind of mid-range? We talked about Calvin Ridley. We talked about uh, Chris Godwin's going to be really popular. We talked about A.J. Brown. Um, since someone asked about Chase Claypool, what about the Pittsburgh receivers? We have Deontay Johnson, 6,700, Chase Claypool, 6,300. I think I like that the, the, the player pool has limited here with Juju, Juju Smith-Schuster out. Um, do you have a guy here uh, that you want to play? Do you want to avoid both of them? How do you feel about, uh, you know, g- jumping into the Ben Roethlisberger offense here? Yeah. So the, I, the, the long, heavy size about how I feel about Ben too. Yeah, I was I was thinking about these Steelers receivers this morning though. So, you know, it's not a game that I was that I'm really targeting. So, so initially I wasn't on those receivers, but I don't think Pittsburgh's going to be able to run the ball and yeah, the point you made about, you know, Juju being out, we we love those situations where, you know, the usage is sort of condensed. And one of those De- Deontay Johnson or Claypool 
you think is going to have a big game. So yeah, I'm I'm okay with both as one-offs, and I don't think people you know people people don't want to play those Steelers receivers with Roethlisberger and just in this matchup. So yeah, I think it makes sense. Um, I I really like Deontay Johnson. I think it's more even more for me. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna get him in in some lineups. He's 6700. We talk about double-digit targets guy. He's very quiet. He, it's weird because he had a two-target game, and he had a game where he didn't play. So he's kind of hidden a little bit in the total targets. But his other four games, 10, 12, 13, and 13 targets. I get that his A dot is low. I get that he's running a lot of routes. But, like, in three of those games, he has nine catches. Like, you start me off with nine catches, and I don't really care what else happens. He goes from nine for 71. You know, that's that's like – you don't want – you don't love that. But for 16 points at this price, you know, if that's your – and uh, yeah, that's an okay game. I can get along with that. And he scores once all of a sudden you got a really nice game. Um, I think he's a really good player without Juju, you know, Claypool's kind of the deep guy. Uh, they're going to dump to Najee Harris. I do get that, but I think Deontay's the guy when they drop back, Ben just focused. He was even last year. He focused in on Deontay a ton, even when they had all three guys. And um, I just think Deontay's a really good player here at 6,700. I don't think, I think he'll go kind of under, under roster because you have Ridley right there. You have Keenan Allen right there. You have AJ Brown right there. And we already talked about Godwin. Like there's so many guys in here. I think the Steeler guys get get lost a little bit, and I think Deontay's a really nice play this week. Man, uh, fantastic points. I mean, I, I needed one person to to sell <laughs> me. Really, I I'm I agree with you. Um, I, I like Deontay more than Ridley this week. You mentioned okay. all those targets, and um, he. It's going to happen again this week because Ben is going to have to get the ball out quickly and he's going to be looking for Deontay all the time. Yeah, I expect double digit targets. I expect a lot of catches and, you know, maybe he gets in the end zone this time. Uh, Yeah, I think I think he's a great one off. Yeah, I'm happy you said that. Yeah, I, I actually I, I love this range. I'm gonna have some lineups where I play three guys in this range and just kind of not play the expensive guys. I think I could go. I go Deontay, Ridley, Keenan Allen. Pretty nicely, all guys who are under seven thousand that you know are over seven thousand. A lot of weeks last year, um, I just feel like it's coming for some of these guys, and you know it's always dangerous to play that you know he's due for a big game kind of thing. But um, I feel like these guys are getting enough targets too, where even if they don't hit huge, at least they at least they're decent. So, uh, yeah. what about what about below six? You mentioned Jalen Waddle; he's fifty six hundred. Uh, you talk about you know short targets as, as we're talking about Ridley and Deontay and Keenan. Like he's he's that guy too. Fifty six hundred, eight targets last week. He was seven for eighty three. Uh, 27 targets last week. This is a nice game strip game against Buffalo. We talked about that earlier. We talked about the Allen Diggs stack. Like you can see Waddle getting, you know, 10 to 12 targets here pretty easily. Yeah. I, I love Waddle if Devontae Parker is out. Um, yeah. if, if Parker plays, I don't think that eliminates Waddle from the conversation at all, you know, because we don't know how, if, if Parker is going to be limited or what his role is going to be. But it would take me off Waddle just a little because you'd expect him to see a few less targets. Um, I like T. Higgins, uh, fifty-two hundred. Uh, it's just it's, fifteen it's, targets is hard to get past. Fifteen targets, and then Cincinnati is going to have a lot of chances to score touchdowns in this game. Just go, going against Mike Mike White, I believe his name is. I I didn't even know he was in the NFL until yeah. last week. It is um, correct. It's Mike White. And just a note on that, uh, uh, Robert Sala said earlier today that it, uh, Corey Davis is not looking to play, too. So we, we mentioned him quick in the receivers. But um, that makes me maybe like Michael Carter a little bit more, too. Yeah. So I think I think all those Cincinnati guys are going to have plenty of chances to score touchdowns. And, yeah, 5,200 for all those targets last week. We haven't seen, like, a big T. Higgins game yet. It's been all Jamar Chase. And you, one of these games, it's going to happen. 
Um, and the, thing, the funny thing is that 15 targets, four of them were deep balls too. It's not like he was just like dinking and dunking to him. Like they took some shots to him also. It just didn't happen. Like that, his 762 was about as low as that game could have been last week. Yep. Yep. Uh, so I really like Higgins. And then for the same price or a hundred dollars more, I like Michael Pittman too. Um, it seems like T.Y. Hilton is going to play, but I wouldn't let that put me off Pittman. Uh, 5300 is just a good price for, for a game that has the highest total. Um, what about you? Where, where are you looking uh, in this range? So I like the names you mentioned, but there's one more that I really liked. I mean, playing it's, it's Devonte Smith uh, at, at Detroit uh, for the Eagles. He's 5,500. Um, he was five of 61 last week, but he had nine targets. I know he hasn't scored since week one. Um, kind of like that nine plus targets in three of his last four. He's the super clear number one. Like there's a lot of other stuff in this offense. Some weekends, Jalen Mayer, some places with Quez Watkins and Dallas Goddard. It was, it was involved last week, but Detroit's allowing 10.8 yards per target to wide receivers. They cannot cover anybody. Um, I think, I think Smith's going to get a lot of targets. You give me a lot of targets against Detroit. Uh, I'm in on that at all. Every, every time 5,500. I think that Devonte. I think Devonte scores this week and we're looking at uh, 75 plus yards too. I like that call. Uh, what about cheap guys? I struggle to find cheap guys. I love the mid-range this week, but I really found it hard. Um, Jerry Judy's 4,900. Tyler Boyd, who is the clear third option in this offense, is 4,800. But, like, he was really good weeks two through four, and then Jamar Chase kind of blew up, and he's kind of hidden since then. But um, there were not a lot of names in the 4,000s. I like. Usually this is an area I really like to attack, and this is a week where um, I think I like a lot of the fives, a lot of the sixes, and I'm going to play a little more balanced lineup and probably not go down here a ton. Oh yeah, man, Scott. I was hoping, I was hoping you were gonna give me. I, I got a couple. I got a couple in the threes, but none of the. Okay, fours. good, good. I, I'm relying on you for the threes because, <laughs> yeah, I don't like these cheap wide receivers either. But I think, yeah, I think there's some guys you can play in the upper fours. You mentioned Judy. I think he's okay. Um, again, we 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 mentioned Robbie Anderson. He's all right. Uh, if you if you're still a believer, he's been seeing a lot of targets, so that's okay. Um, I like. I don't mind Cole Beasley um, on as like a, a as a second uh, wide receiver in Josh Allen sex. Like Allen uh, Diggs Beasley, I think yeah. is okay. Um, and then one other guy, um, sort of off the board, maybe Lavisca Chenault. Um, uh, I think I think I think, it's, every, I think everybody's uh, done with him at the moment, so that's uh, probably the right time to play him, right? Okay. Yeah. Well. He saw 10 targets again uh, last last uh, time Jacksonville played. It was the second time this season that he's seen 10 targets. Um, and I like Jacksonville coming off a bye. Um, it's, it's a good matchup against Geno Smith and company. And uh, Chenault, you know, he's going to break one for a touchdown soon. He's, he's that type of player. So like a, you know, a less popular guy, uh, I don't mind taking a chance on Chenault. I, I really like that one. That was one that I had not considered strong. And I look at his game log and it's better than I thought it's been. He's been over 50 yards last three weeks. Uh, you mentioned the 10 targets last week. And I think that everybody like loved him in the first couple of weeks. And now he's kind of an afterthought coming off the bye. I really, I really like that play. That's a really good one. I think I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to steal that one. I think. Awesome. So uh, where are you? Talk to me about, some three K guys that you like. Uh, I mean, it's rough. There's a couple of guys that I think are playable. The first is Van Jefferson uh, for the Rams. He's 3,900 hit seven targets last week. I get that the game script. We talked about that. It could be out of control, but like if someone under 4,000 with a really good quarterback playing near an MVP level, um, 
he hits 27 targets last five weeks. Like he's getting about five targets a week, but not only that, but can't hit the big play. I think you want that under 4,000. Like it just, I think he's playable. I, I wish the matchup was not a game where they were, they were heavily favored against Houston. And the other one is the same game. I think that when you get that game script, we talked about him last week, we talked about Nico Collins. Um, he was only two for 28. He was disappointing. He was not Rashad Bateman is the other guy we talked about down here. He, he worked out really well. He had 80 yards. And if you played him, he, he worked out fine for the price. I think he had 11 points or 11, 11 and a half or something like that. But Collins still had five targets last week. Uh, they're going to be playing. It's great game script. I like him a lot more if Tyrod Taylor plays. I just don't trust Davis Mills. Uh, even though I'm a Stanford fan, I don't trust Davis Mills. He's just, he's just not quite there yet, but if Tyrod plays, Nico Collins is, has 11 targets last week. I think he's just a talented guy. We usually get guys on here that are like getting targets, but kind of mad. And I think I think Nico Collins is talented, can hit a big play. Um, good game script. 3,200 is the, the key here. The price is really good. Um, he's a risky play. Obviously, we're down here at this range, but I think that he is someone that you could kind of, if you need a punt play down at the bottom, I think if you get five targets out of him, you know, maybe you hit a big one and, and it kind of works out. Yeah. Um, I agree with a lot of what you said. Yeah. It seems like, it seems like Tyrod Taylor is he going to be back? It seems like it seems like it, they're still kind of up in the air, but uh, I, I think they're leaning that way at the moment. But it's still, uh, you know, it's one of those things you got to check on Saturday night or Sunday morning. If he's playing, I'm more interested in, in Nico than I was before. And I, I think he's going to play. I think that, uh, I think it's going to lean that way, but you got to check that one. I, I think so too. And I, I'm absolutely more interested in Texans receivers if yeah. Tyrod Taylor plays. I pretty yeah, much I mean, won't. Brandon Cooks is under 6,000. If Tyrod plays, like he was peppering him with targets early in the season. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and C- Cooks, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. He's been a popular play basically every week the, the past month with Davis Mills. And I haven't liked it. I, I haven't rostered him even one time in that span. I just don't want to play a guy that has Davis Mills. Just, just not a lot of upside with Mills, but yeah, yeah I would, I would be okay with Cooks if, if Tyrod Taylor plays. Um, <clears throat> I was just looking at these Houston guys because you mentioned uh, Collins for thirty two hundred with Amendola back. Like, does that, does that affect anything? I see he had five targets last week for, for the minimum, for the minimum price. Yeah, I mean, a little bit. You could probably pick either guy, I suppose. Uh, I think Neil Collins has a little more upside. I think Amendola, you know. You're looking at four for 31 is is in play, and I just don't want that. I think Nico Collins can hit a big play, but um, I wouldn't argue hard either way when we're down here. I think you're looking for targets. You're looking for game script. I think we get that with both guys. Definitely, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so I agree with you about Van Jefferson, that he was the one who I picked out too. And just yeah. uh, one thing to say about that game script Um I don't mind it as much for the cheap guys as for the expensive guys because the cheap guys just don't need as much to get there. So Jefferson can do it with a few catches, one big catch. Um, it's okay if that game's out of hand because he only needs a couple plays anyways. Yeah. Real quick before we get to tight ends and, and finish up quick, we've gone a little bit long. Uh, someone asked in the chat if you had to play someone in your flex, uh, Robbie Anderson, Odell Beckham, or Marquez Calloway? Oof. That's a tough one. How, how, how full is the waiver wire? Um, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go Marquez Callaway in a game where I think the Saints are gonna have to throw the ball in the second half. Yeah. So I've heard people talking about uh, possibly taking a chance on Odell Beckham this week. Uh, you know, on DraftKings because he's so cheap. But yeah, if I if it's just who's gonna score the most points out of those receivers, I'll take Callaway too. I think it's a good good game script for. Yeah. Um, 
I was one of those people on Beckham, and I'm kind of just uh, you guys got to show me a week here first. But mm-hmm. uh, tight end, we've kind of hit as we've as we talked along here. We talked about Pitts, we talked about Mike Gesicki at five thousand. Um, we kind of talked about Dallas Gardner. We talked about Jalen Hurts. Uh, we got Tyler Higby at forty five hundred. I really like Ricky Seals Jones again at thirty eight hundred. I just think that like the targets are there. Nine, six, and seven the last three weeks. Uh, you know, at Denver, I think the I think the Washington Denver game will be a little spicier points wise, and some people think I think we're going to get a few more points there. Um, I don't know. You're going to give me seven targets under 4,000 together using in the red zone. Also, um, I think if I'm going under 4,000 at tight ends, I'm going to go back to RSJ and kind of call it a day. Just give me the targets at that price. I agree. Yep. Give me, give me Ricky Seals Jones again. Uh, it's awesome to see all those targets and, yeah. and uh, Heineke loves throwing to him around the goal line. It, it, it's sort of been, you know, that touchdown he caught two weeks ago was a, was a 39 yard touchdown, but we're going to see some goal line touchdowns out of seals Jones this year too. So I mean, Washington yeah. lived in the red zone last week against Green Bay. It was the weirdest game. Like every time I looked up, you know, Heineke's inside the 20 and they couldn't score. It was just, it was the weirdest, strangest game. Like they outgained green Bay. Like they probably should have won that game. And it just, you look at the score, you're like, ah, oh, green Bay beat Washington, like whatever. But like they were in the side, it lived in the red zone in the second half. It was a strange game. Yeah. Um, Dallas Goddard is 4,700. Uh, you know, the key is that Zach Ertz is no longer there. They traded him to the Cardinals. He played 93% of the snaps last week. Like if you went all the whole, like, you know, will he still play? Like he played almost, almost every snap had five targets to three to seven. I think that he's, he's pretty playable at 4,700. Also, I'd probably go Gesicki and pay $300 more myself, but, um, you know, Gesicki's targets last week, seven, nine and eight in a game where they're going to have to throw in the second half to play, to hang with Buffalo Tua loves throwing to him. He was seven for 85 last week. Um, I can I can I can see Fant, I can see Higby, I can see Goddard all in the same range, but I just prefer Gasicki to all of them. Yeah, I agree with everything you just said. I think all four of those guys are playable. You um, mentioned you mentioned Tommy Sweeney at twenty nine hundred. Is that someone you'd play? You would have to be in a stack with Allen, or you kind of like if you need a putt play at the end, do you think he's enough involved to do it? Yeah, that's a that's a, that's a good question. Um, it would probably be with Allen. Like I, I, I think he's all right. Like it's tough to say. Like he has touchdown upside in this matchup, but I don't really know how many passes he's going to catch. Um, for if we're we're looking in that cheap range for tight ends, um, I think Jared Cook is okay. The price just seems too cheap for the amount of targets he gets and just how good uh, the Chargers' offense is. And then one guy that's maybe a little bit under the radar. Um, 2,800 Dan Arnold. Um, He's got 13 targets since uh, joining Jacksonville. And I mentioned, like, I like uh, Jacksonville coming off a bye. Um, Yeah. So I can, I could pencil you in for the Lawrence Chenault Dan Arnold stack then. Yeah. You know, if I was, (laughs) that's like, that's a stack that I wouldn't mind for like the movie maker. That's like a movie maker. I I joke, but like big tournament stack, like you could see that, uh, that's kind of an interesting one. I, I know at Seattle's a tough spot for a rookie to play, but um, right. yeah, the Arnold play is nice. 13 targets. I would play Arnold over Tommy Sweeney if I were doing a, a standalone. Um, I think Mo Ali Cox is playable at 3,200, only 10 targets last week, but like he scored last two. He has four touchdowns last four weeks. The coach came out this week and said they don't want to get more involved. He's a really good athlete. I think that uh, he's got a lot of touchdown equity there. So I think he works, but I'd probably just go Seals Jones at 3,800 and call it a day there. Yep. Funny, someone in the chat just said no love for Cox as I brought him up. So I was, uh, I was, I was ahead of the game there. Uh, Julia J, thanks for that question. Um, awesome. What about what about defense? Um, strange pricing this week on defense. Like it, it, the Rams are fifty one hundred. Um, I forget who. There's someone. Tampa Bay is forty two hundred. 
And then Buffalo, who like has been outscoring everybody on defense. All year. I think they're the highest scoring defense in fantasy is 3,300 against Miami. I, do you think that people are just going to gravitate towards Buffalo this week? Yes, I do. Yeah. Yep. Um, it makes sense. I, I, I just, you know, we mentioned last week, I can't pay 5k for a defense. So no, no to the Rams. Yeah. The bills yeah. make a lot of sense um, for cash games. I'm going to pay all the way down. Um, and I think, you know, the two that I'm most comfortable with would be Jaguars against Geno Smith, or uh, you could play the football team against. That's, that's against- the one. That's the one for me. I think that uh, I think that Washington football team is the, the sneaky 2100. I think that they're, they came, they came on a little bit last week. We mentioned the green Bay game. Like that was their best game. They only allowed, it's the first game allowed under 365 yards. We talked about how we, you know, Bridgewater gets his defense, but uh, Washington has eight sacks last week. They forced six turnovers. Uh, Denver's allowed multiple sacks in every game this year and five on two different occasions. Denver had turned the ball over four times two weeks ago against the Raiders. Um, I think we might finally see a week where Washington football team is the defense to play. Yeah, totally agree. Everything you said, they, they just, they have a really talented defensive line too. Uh, yeah. like you said, yeah, I mean, nothing to add really 20, 2100. It's a, it's a good spot for Washington. I'm usually um, I'm usually a little less like go super cheap D that you are, but I think this is a week like they they actually are uh, talented. I, I know they've been terrible, but they they have the talent. They can get some sacks. Uh, Bridgewater loves to get sacked. I think the 2100 like it's it's hard for me to get away from that. If you, I think it's Buffalo or them. Um, Cincinnati's kind of in the mix. They sacked uh, their 3600 at the Jets. Anytime you're going to go uh, against Mike White, I think is is what you said his name was. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, that's got to be a that's got to be a good game script there. They're going to have to get ahead. Uh, the Jets had what three turnovers and and allowed two sacks last week. Uh, Cincy sacked Lamar five times, which is impressive against Lamar. Um, I can see Cincy, but like it's just you know thirty six hundred. You're kind of getting up there with price a little bit. Um, I'd probably go Buffalo instead. Right, yeah, but that's a good call. Any defense against Mike White is in play automatically. Um, Sentences we didn't expect ourselves to say a, a week yeah. ago. When we we didn't know who Mike White was, but um, I see a question here. Question here for you, Scott. 49ers, 49ers, Steelers, Bears, or Vikings for defense. Some uh, Brandon asked this question. Yeah, that must be a that must be a season long question because the Vikings aren't on the slate. Yeah. Um, God, that's hard. I'd probably just go with the 49ers and and hope that Justin Fields makes a couple of mistakes and Bosa gets to him. Um, the D has not been the D's not been good, but it's all back end. Like their front seven, like still rates out really well. Fred Warner's great. I'm, I'm hoping that Al Shire plays. He had a concussion last week, but he he had, he had the interception slash fumble from Wentz last week. Um, you know, if Bosa and D Ford and Armstead can get home a little bit, I think they could they could they can make some chaos for Justin Fields. I'd probably go, I'd probably go there. I just don't like uh with Pittsburgh, the defense is good, but I don't like going against the Browns because they run the ball so much. And you just you want a little more action there. You want Baker to have to throw the ball. I don't think I don't like Pittsburgh to get up enough where maybe Baker has to throw the ball 40 times. So I'd probably go. I'd probably go Niners if I had to have that group, but uh, DFS wise, give me Buffalo, then Cincy at the same price range. But I'm gonna, I'm going down to Washington and playing them on a bunch of teams. Yep, I agree, and also, yeah, definitely give me the 49ers out of those four teams. Huge mismatch in the trenches for that game. Fields is going to have trouble with Bosa and company. He has already had trouble against basically anyone he plays. So yeah, yeah. 49ers. Yeah, someone else asked uh, if he had to pick between Denver and Carolina defense. Um, I'd probably go Denver and hope Tyler Heineke makes some mistakes, but uh, I kind of like their I like their rushing the quarterback. Um, I don't like I don't love Carolina this week, so I'd probably go Denver. Me too. But 
cool. Uh, anybody else you want to talk about? Anybody else on your mind? I think kind of hit, think we hit all the ranges, all the prices, all the players, all the games. Is there anything that uh, we missed that you want to hit real quick? No, I think we I think we covered a lot. Beautiful. You want to follow Ryan? His uh, his Twitter name is on the screen, but it's uh, Ryan. His last name is B E L O N G I A. I am at Scott Jenstead. Jenstead is J E N S T A D. I can spell my own last name most times. That's good. Um, we thank WinBet for their sponsorship on all the RotoWire podcasts this season. Other than that, uh, hope everybody has a really good week eight. We'll be on Twitter uh, if you want to ask any questions as like injuries come out, news breaks. Uh, you know, in- inevitably, as, as happens with Friday morning podcasts, someone's going to be ruled out in the next hour that uh, we talked about liking. But if you have any questions like that, hit us up on Twitter. Uh, please rate or view the podcast you can. Also, other than that, we'll be back at you for week nine. Hope everybody has a fantastic week eight. Take care. Have a great weekend. Yeah, thanks, Scott.